coming to terms with the complete loss of that past self really allowed me to get to this place of like presence that I think gratitude requires. Like, I think you can't be grateful without, yeah, being present with your surroundings. Listeners, this is Alan. You're listening to Al Anonymous. Today, I will be discussing gratitude with my friend and fellow writer, Larissa Pham. She is brilliant and wonderful, and I really like this episode. I hope you enjoy it. And also, check out Larissa's new book, Pop Songs, that is available for pre order, you guys. This is a good pod. And just a tiny little reminder, can you pretty please, it would mean so much to me if you guys subscribe to my Patreon. It would mean a lot. I'd be so very, very grateful, you know? And if you can't afford it, that's fine. It is free to review my little pod on iTunes. And I feel like that should make a difference somehow. Anyway, Enjoy the pod. Welcome to Al Anonymous. Larissa, would you like to say hello? Hi. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on this podcast via Zoom. You just got back from a Zoom wedding. I did. Um, and it's interesting because I have not been using Zoom a ton um, yeah. over over quarantine just because I, like, I guess I work remotely, but I always have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, like, my Zoom interactions still have, like, a touch of, like, magic about it. Um, <laughs> cool. Like, I haven't, I haven't been broken <laughs> yeah. by having to conference all the time. I only use Zoom to to podcast, so it's Mm -hmm. still, I still have, like, the magical nervousness about it still. Yeah, it's still pure. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, that's something to be grateful for. It is, actually, yeah. Which um, leads me into our topic of conversation for today, and it is gratitude. And... I think it's a good idea to talk about since, you know, Thanksgiving and it's good to be grateful all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've had such a changing relationship to gratitude definitely over the past year. I feel like I had a much more like straightforward understanding of it um, mm-hmm. when life was normal. Uh, right, right. <laughs> and I was sort of like, oh, yeah, like I'm walking around like, oh, I'm in Williamsburg. Like I'm grateful to go to a coffee yeah. shop. And I feel like this year, like it's it's interesting to be talking about it this year, especially right. having written about it last year at a very different time in the world. It's hard to find things when there's so much in the way of yeah, the good, you know. Yeah, totally. And I think like something that feels more relevant when thinking about gratitude this year is like the idea of taking things for granted. Mm-hmm. Like I think there's so much that we took for granted. Um, oh, absolutely. And so much that we that we do. Just walking around Williamsburg and going to a coffee shop. <laughs> I know. And like I like I miss that and like I didn't even, you know, love 
all parts of Williamsburg or like all coffee shops in Williamsburg. But now like, mm-hmm. I would love to just go to that like really bummer Starbucks on like Bedford and yep. like hang out. Like that sounds great right now. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I miss, I miss normal sea as well. But so, yeah. So what, how did you, you know, find out about gratitude and how to make it work as a lifestyle tool like how did you so and you you wrote an essay about Mm -hmm. um gratitude and um you mentioned how you didn't how you grew up with buddhism Mm -hmm. and you didn't want to be trapped by religion or punished by religion you said can you can you talk a little about that and how it relates to gratitude or just you know how you came about using gratitude as a yeah totally coping mechanism and or just like a lifestyle uh framework yeah I guess I so I grew up Buddhist sort of roughly I think the the Buddhism that my family practices is um like a a very like sort of traditional almost like animist um Buddhism Mm -hmm. has a lot to do with like keeping in touch with like your ancestors and like believing in like spirits and like um I guess like energy for lack of a better word. Um, So so I grew up with that. um, But there's also like a sort of kind of Buddhism that is more almost nihilist. Um, That's all about like, you know, letting go of things, like letting go of attachment because attachment breeds suffering. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was really drawn to that as a child. I also attended a religious school. I went to an Episcopalian um, school from like fourth grade until high school basically um and I think like entering a sort of like Christian framework for for like my adolescence was interesting because I don't know like I think a lot of young people maybe counter this where they're presented with like sort of a conventional view of Christianity and like there's like this idea of like punishment or like sin or like all these things like Episcopalianism it's not really like that really Um, yeah it's more it's it's much more like liberal it's more right I remember they they they're like pro gay marriage yeah yeah yeah. I remember that being a thing when I was uh younger yeah um Um, before gay marriage was legal yeah and I I remember I was in high school when when that was happening Mm -hmm. um and I couldn't vote, obviously, but I was, like, very much keen into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, religion, particularly, like, sort of Western Christianity was appealing to me for, like, spiritual reasons. But I could never really get behind some of the structures of it. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to describe, like, other than that. Like, I think I just, for whatever reason, it just didn't work. Yeah, no, that, yeah. that's really interesting that you talk about the energies and uh you know believing and keeping in touch with your ancestors and what you grew up with like that Mm -hmm. like that like brand of buddhism and that belief system because it took me until like right now to Mm -hmm. get there like Mm -hmm. to believe in just that and it's actually really funny that you talk that you equate it to like nihilism I was just listening to this podcast where it compares Buddhism and existentialism totally they kind of coincide even though they're like kind of complete opposites but Mm -hmm. by way of being opposite opposites they're exactly the same and anyway so I found that really interesting yeah um 
Yeah, when I grew up, I didn't grow up with any religion at all. I basically, mm. like, was given a TV when I was born, and I just, like, watched cartoons until I went to school and then learned about postmodernism or God knows what. <laughs> what I was learning about. undergrad. Yeah. But that's that's so cool that um that you were brought up with different type like the Episcopalian uh so did you have to take like a religion class in school? I did, yeah. And we had chapel every week. Um oh, wow. And like I don't know, it wasn't like super religious. Like all my best friends were Jewish and, and they also went to school with me at this like mm-hmm. school. So like it was right, right. Um, it was like the good private school. Yeah, totally. I had um, one of those near near where I grew up too. Yeah, and it sort of was like religious, but not super religious, but it mm-hmm. still like, worked its way into the fabric of of like life, you know, like I I know like the Lord's Prayer and all of that. Right. For me to do that. I took a, cra- a class on like um Christianity, which I guess like someone would have called it like theology, um right. in a different setting, but just like you had to take your religion credit yeah um, I I kind of wish I I mean I don't I don't think that there's any room for religious and in, in school or religion in schools but again I didn't find out about like Christianity until I quit drinking and started going to AA mm-hmm. and that was my introduction mm-hmm. to religion which is Kind and of, that's like very specific, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was, I was very raw and just like thrown into this like way of thinking and just like giving myself over to God. And it just like, it did not sit well with me. It was mm-hmm. really hard for me to accept. And just recently I started believing in energy and um, mm-hmm. what you were explaining with early Buddhism in your life. But something that I think is universal and that was introduced to me in the program was, you know, practicing gratitude. Mm -hmm. And I think that fits into all frameworks of religion and happiness in life. Totally, totally. It is such an amazing tool. I, I can't even believe it. When I found out that I can make a gratitude list and totally change my attitude it's like Mm -hmm. it's like magical thinking you know Mm -hmm. it's like it's like mind control it's controlling controlling your own mind yeah I can't believe I didn't know about it my entire life until very very recently when my uh former therapist told Mm -hmm. me to make gratitude lists yeah life-changing honestly that's that's how I got on to that gratitude tip um as well from a therapist uh, yeah so my, my my therapist was like you should just make a gratitude list and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, like homework I, I, um, yeah <laughs> and you know I still have not 100% made like an actual list um there's something to me that's still like a little resistant to like prescriptive advice from a therapist absolutely I, I a, can't even journal I yeah I find it so I've been trying to like journal or keep a diary ever since I was like five uh-huh. it's just like impossible for I feel me like to I can't do. do it I just can't do it I wish I could I would love to it would be so cool to have like my thoughts of my whole life I'm so jealous of people who are able to journal I know I I, I used to keep notebook but I don't think that's quite the same yeah no I yeah. same thing but it's not the same you don't have like the day by day Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah I so my therapist is like you should you should keep a 
gratitude list. She might have even suggested a gratitude journal. I don't really remember what the format was, but I I didn't like really follow that, but I did hang on to this idea of like gratitude mm-hmm. as something that you can practice. Whew. And I can't tell if I'm getting emotional if that's like gas because oh. <laughs> I just like ate a piece of peanut butter toast really recently. And you uh, went to a Zoom wedding. I did. I did, <laughs> which was honestly like it was really special. Yeah, um, I, I haven't been to one yet. I hope but I hope you do. I mean, you me too. might probably, <laughs> depending it's, on how long this goes. It's for. possible and probable, yeah. Yeah, um, but I I liked what you said about like gratitude almost being like a form of like magical thinking or like mind control because once I found out about it, I was like, oh, I can just like cling to this, like mm-hmm. I can, and it really did feel like clinging. I felt like I was like, oh, like I can just be grateful, like I can just express my gratitude for things like I can just like this is like a whole new outlook on life yeah that, yeah that it, like it's like I want to tell everyone about it like did you know about this also I'm so grateful for you I love you I'm so happy you're in my life just yeah my friends, you, you, know. you just gotta say that and just mm-hmm. and, and be like forthcoming like I am grateful to be here I'm grateful for this conversation mm-hmm. like I'm grateful for the technology that allows us to have this conversation um, and it's so silly, but like once you start like isolating and identifying those moments, so you're mm-hmm. just like, oh my god! Like there's so much in life that's like cool. Yeah. And yeah, it, it feels like a trick. Like it feels like it feels like it should be like a legal or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. To to be able to just. Work out things. Yeah. Yeah. It's like something that it, yeah. It's a realization that you you can come to like via like acid or mushrooms or something mm-hmm. like I feel like every time I've ever tripped on something I always end up at gratitude mm. I always am like oh, I'm so grateful for all of these like people in my life like I'm so lucky that I have these people I feel safe around and that mm. I have a brain that can process these emotions and I yeah so it's it's cool that that's where I would go, like by way of um, I don't know a spiritual awakening or something, but via drugs. Mm. But it's really cool just to like you know know it and just yeah right off the bat. I just want to tell everyone to just try it, you know. Yeah, tap into it. Just like five 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 things. Like what mm-hmm. are you grateful for? Five simple things, and your attitude really does change Mm -hmm. it's wild attitude of gratitude yeah and I think like I I've definitely been like depressed during quarantine I'm like coming Mm -hmm. out of one of the more like gnarly episodes I've had Mm. um I'm sorry to hear that it's it's okay I like I'm out of it so I like can look back on it and I could be like well I I made it through (laughs) Uh uh-huh I've been I think a lot of people have been going through spells of depression totally yeah. And and there's this moment where you're just like peeling yourself up off the floor, but you're like, at least I'm peeling myself up off the floor. It's hard. You're like, it's, I it's, did a, it. it's a huge feat to do you're that. You're like, I took a shower. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels great. Mm-hmm. But I think that sometimes I wonder if I'm like ex- almost like exploiting the idea of gratitude for my own like mental health with I which I know sounds like a little funny. No, no, um, no, no. I, I go on. But it's because it's it's almost like because it is like a way of like flipping the way you see the world slightly. And I think 
for me at least, like it's, it's definitely been something that I've really clung to in my life. Mm-hmm. Sort of like when you tell yourself like, I'm fine. And then like, you become fine by telling right. you that enough. And it's Mind like, control. Well, yeah. Fucking... And it's like, if I'm grateful and I just think to myself like, well, I'm so happy to be alive. I'm so grateful to be alive and like to feel like love for the world and mm-hmm. people around me. And I feel like at, at times, like I haven't really felt that. Um, but if I say it, then it's like that it might be true or you can yeah. trick yourself yeah do you, do you find that you by this like act of like appreciation and gratitude do you find that you might be ignoring stuff like it's some like it's an escapist kind of attitude mm-hmm. to have I think you know? so I think I think it can be I don't think it at like it's best application it's it's not but it is sort of like uh what's an analog like going to a yoga class to like work on something, but really you're doing it to get away from something. Like you're like, I'm yeah. doing something that's great for me. I'm going to go to yoga and I'm going to meditate, but like, you're not meditating mm-hmm. when you're there. You're just like going to get away from something. Um, yeah. yeah. That's like me doing the crossword. Like, Oh, I'm like getting smarter. <laughs> I'm like, now I'm just procrastinating. Oh, I love doing the crossword like, too. It's one of my favorite procrastination tools, but it's not really. Cause it's like, you're you're preventing Alzheimer's. Yeah, um, it's true. You're keeping your brain sharp. Um, and mm-hmm. that's that's something to be grateful for. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I just started following crossword Twitter. Oh. Like, people who make the crosswords. Ooh. Those people are in – they really are out there. That's cool. So far out. It's wild. They're really – Is it just, like, a different really plane of existence? Pretty much. Oh, my gosh. It's, like, it's like game theory, but also, like – the words and that you know how you know how they get punny mm-hmm. and it's it's wild I don't know I I started following a bunch of people who write the crosswords and it's hard to keep up with them yeah just mentally just like their regular thought thoughts, yeah their thoughts that they post like publicly I'm like whoa <laughs> your brain is way different than mine that's, that sounds amazing yeah it's it's wild i feel like i've really been craving different perspectives oh my god yeah you should start, you should start a podcast i get to talk to people all the time with different <laughs> ones <laughs> that's true yeah that's that's a lot to hold too in your face with uh, yeah yeah sometimes i check in and check like i it's been two weeks since i've recorded one because i also was in a spell of depression mm. and it's like it's hard yeah it's hard to it's it's hard to be a person you know yeah I'm sorry you were there too it happens it's okay I peeled myself up mm. and here we are yeah. chatting chatting showered yeah hydrated yeah, coming hydrated that is such an important one like whenever I'm feeling like shit I'm like have I had water mm-hmm. and the answer is almost certainly no yeah it's like water's great it's like when you wake up and you're like hmm like I'll just have coffee and then it's like two o'clock in the afternoon and you still only had coffee and you're like why do I, I feel terrible I don't understand why coffee doesn't count as hydration it's like negative I like hydration I know oh my god I was in I was in the eating disorder unit of the psych ward last summer 2019 and I remember in earnest um, I was like, wait, so does coffee count as a carb, a sugar, or a glass of water? And the the food, what, what are dietitian, she was like, 
it it doesn't count for any of those things. It's not like a part of a balanced diet. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Actually, being at the psych ward for an eating disorder, which I'm still not sure that I had, I think it was a different form of grief or something Mm. but um that's where I learned about CBT and DBT Mm -hmm. and a lot of gratitude stuff we had like a full therapy session every single day on gratitude where we'd have to do the homework and Mm. write down the things that we're grateful for and it's really hard like when you're in the hospital and you don't want to be there but like you, you find things, even if it's like a reach, mm-hmm. you find little things to be grateful for, even if it's just like having a sense of humor, mm. you know, that's like the one, the one thing that I will always hold on to. It's just that like, everything is funny. Yeah. Even when it's so horrible, <laughs> it's still pretty funny. You can always make a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Maybe it's more escapist, uh coping mechanisms but still yeah I'd rather I'd rather laugh than cry yeah I can't tell if it's like (laughs) avoidant or if it's actually like a really cool way of processing to like make jokes about things like Mm -hmm. I I when I was like kind of in a, a a sort of darker or heavier space than I am and now I I was texting with um a really close friend of mine and they were like, well, how are you doing? And I was like, oh, I mean, like, I want to die, but I'm more afraid of death than I am tired of life. <laughs> so, like, this is, this is like, where I have to be. I have to be here in the world. Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah. totally. Like, I, I'm totally there with you. And it was, like, really, then we just started joking around. And it was kind of nice. Like, I feel like dark humor is, like, a really great coping mechanism. And it's also, like... Yeah, it's celebrated, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. People love it. And I think it's also, like, <laughs> I don't know. I think being able to meet someone in a in a dark place or in a heavier place and to just be like, well, we're just going to do some jokes together. But the jokes are funny because we're both here. But then you're like, but we're keeping each other here, like, uh-huh. alive in the world. It's also, like very empowering to me (laughs) in in a perverse way I don't know if that resonates at all but yeah when I when I'm super happy I find it kind of hard to be funny Mm. you know because you're just normal give and take yeah Yeah. just like oh this is what a normal person feels like you don't have to like cover up or like make up for the emptiness and the darkness and the weight that you feel with humor Mm. but also yeah it's 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 a nice it's nice to have a sense of humor yeah. during the dark times mm-hmm. and, you know, always. Yeah. We just covered a lot of territory. We did. We really, we did. really roamed. Yeah. Wait, so nihilism. Do you want to talk about nihilism a little bit? Yeah. Or no? Wait, let's talk about nihilism. Because it's kind of like the Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, I'll get to it through, um, Buddhism, which we talked about Perfect. in the beginning. Yeah, the, the sun's fun. Yeah, because I, so when I was, like, much younger, like, I don't know, when I was, like, 12, um, and being one of those, like, curious children who, like, was reading every book that I could find, um, I I read a lot about Buddhism, and I was actually, like, really frightened by it, um, mm-hmm. because of how much it seemed like it was asking me to let go, Um like it was asking me to give up so many things, like to give up my attachments, to give up like caring about things and like holding on to things. And like, I'm a clinger. Um, like I cling to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Different than being a hoarder. 
Yeah, although I am a little bit of a hoarder. Like, I, I am just well. like getting out of my ho- I am getting out of my hoarding. Yeah, so, like it's hard. Mindset. It is really hard, but it feels so nice once you get out of it. Oh, I bet. It's just like I want to get rid of everything, but yeah. I cling. I definitely cling. Yeah. Um. So for me, like, sorry for. Oh no 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 no! no I this is that was a great tangent. Um. Because I think material things and emotional things, like, you cling to them because they are emotional. It's not mm-hmm. really, like, material. It's it's the same mechanism. Um, but, yeah, as a, as a child, like, I think I was really, yeah, I was really frightened by what um, it seemed like this school of thought was asking me to do, which was to, like, let go. And I, like, could not let go. I was like, why would I want to let go of everything that I care about? Right. Um, and, like, right. why would why would I be so afraid of suffering that I would that I, that I should like let go of these things. I couldn't really answer that question. And so to me, it felt super nihilist. Um, this idea like, Oh, like if you don't care about anything, you can never be hurt by suffering, which I think is sort of like an entry level read of one of the tenets of this certain school of Buddhism. And then later, like in life, and I think I will attribute like at least some of this to my therapist who has like a bit of a, like Zen Buddhist streak is is that it's not really about letting go because you don't care. It's like letting go because you don't have control and knowing mm. that you can like meet the world with like love. Right. Um, and it's like, it's like you can still care so much about the world because the world is related to you and you are part of the world and like you're just like feeling more connected to something um, right. paradoxically allows you to be free. I don't know if I'm explaining this all at all. No, no, you are. are. I'm just thinking about, um, I haven't thought about it in terms of control, Mm. you know, like having a mindset and practicing gratitude and just like adhering to any kind of um, spirituality or, or any way of thinking. It really is about control and Mm -hmm. it, yeah, because there's so much, well, and then it brings me to the serenity prayer, which is the only prayer I know. It's like, God, grant me the something to accept the things that I cannot change and something mm-hmm. else to change the things yeah. I can and to know the difference. So I guess I don't mm-hmm. really know that prayer. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's really, I, f- I just think it's important to note that the control th- the control aspect, there are things that are out of your control and you just let that stuff go mm-hmm. and and just like being able to do that is a form of controlling something that you can't control which I just mm-hmm. think is interesting yeah Mind, mind control stuff <laughs> yeah it's like we can't control what happens to us but we can control how we react to it that's what I was trying to say yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I, I think about that prayer a lot too like Sort That's of like a good one. The things it's that really you can change, the things that you can't change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it has brought me back to this idea of letting go or like the idea that like you can be attached to something because you love it. But if what you're more attached to is the fear of losing something, then maybe that's the attachment that you have to let go of. Heavy. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just pulled that one out of my butt. and That one was a rude awakening for me. <laughs> Frightened us both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. But um, it's, it's true. Yeah. Like, if you yeah. love something, let it free. You know? Yeah. 
that old saying that I've always disliked because it freaks me out too. Yeah. Yeah, because losing stuff is, yeah, being, you're right. If um, you're holding on to something because you're afraid of losing it, I guess mm-hmm. is, wow. Hmm. And like having an, I think it's that phrase, like attachment to your fear is is so like, it's like a dagger. <laughs> Because it's sure. like, yeah, are you attached to the thing? Or are you attached to the fear? And like, do you have to let go of the fear in order to have a healthier relationship with and I feel like a person or an idea? I think that that mindset is so similar with addiction or depression or any mm-hmm. like negative thing that's a part of you, you know? Like I I used to be so attached to my alcoholism. Like it was a it was a part of me, you know, mm-hmm. like in everything that I wrote. the alcoholism just like seeped through every single sentence you know Mm. and and when I stopped drinking I was like I just was like who am I Mm. you know if not an alcoholic who am I and like what am I going to talk about and where's my creativity like writers are supposed to you know be drunk all the time and yeah (laughs) these are some deep dark fears that you're identifying (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Sure. And also when I went on antidepressants, I was like, am I going to be funny anymore? Like, mm. you know, like, I guess my attachment to, I, I talked about it earlier, I guess it was me coming to terms with being funny. I equate it to being depressed, but I can, I can still be on, and I could still not be depressed and be funny is what I'm saying. And mm-hmm. I am grateful for sense of humor as well as therapy and psychopharmacology etc and my sobriety I'm very grateful for because when I was drinking I you know wasn't writing I wasn't doing much of anything you know Mm. now you have all the space lots of space I'm so much lighter now Mm. so much lighter I think I think that was actually a really useful bridge for me like in terms of getting to the gratitude place was just like this ego death that you're kind of talking about Um, where it's like, oh, like I've just been a mess for so long. Like my identity is, is in being a mess and like being chaotic and like, like partying. Yeah. And like like, doing all these things. Being a nihilist. Yeah. And just not caring. And then like, and then to be like, wait, I actually like, don't maybe like how this is working for me. Um, let me try something else. Like I Mm -hmm. think coming to terms with the complete loss of that past self, really allowed me to get to this place of like presence that I think gratitude requires. Like, I think you can't be grateful without, yeah, being present with your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. You can't just pull it out of thin air. You do have to like, not really hit a rock bottom to understand, but you can't have gratitude. You can't, be grateful for things without things sucking you know mm-hmm. it's kind of like I can't really articulate what I'm trying to say but I'm great okay what I want to say is I'm grateful for the things that have sucked in my life because they brought me to a higher place of accepting things and just making them like making myself who I am like these like horrible things that have happened to me I don't I don't push it away or or resent it or anything like that but I am grateful for these things to make me a stronger person or something like that and I think that practicing gratitude along those lines 
it's really hard to get there, but that has changed my life so much. Just um, being grateful for the shitty things Mm -hmm. and being strong. It it helps you to get over these things. Well, not get over them, but accept them. It's all about acceptance, I guess. Mm -hmm. And also, I think, like, realizing that the you, like, the core you person is always going to be worthy and, like, deserving and, like, person to be grateful for, like, in in the universe is, like no matter like who that person is or like what you go through or like where you are in life, like whether you're like peeling yourself off the floor, like you're totally normal and like, you know, like not making jokes because you're so happy. Like, like (laughs) this person is like, just always going to be like 100%. I don't want to say like valid because that's not quite the word, but you know what I mean? Like, just like that, it doesn't matter where you are. Like you, yeah, no, you're grateful for being there. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Be here now. Yeah. I called Ram Dass a schmuck recently and got a lot of slack from it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, anyway. But yeah, we we can be here now. (laughs) But we can be here now. Yeah. Um, I think there is, um, just thinking about what you were saying about that loss or or sort of realizing like, like, oh, who am I without this thing? Like my albatross. Like, I think I have had so many anxieties about, well, who am I without all of these neuroses or, right, or right. These, these things that, you know, are hard for me, but also like are something that is so easy to build an identity around. Yeah, I was just going to say the easy, like things that are easier to find your identity, you know, mm-hmm. rather than like your core self, you know. Yeah, and and like the core self is maybe like harder to understand, harder to name harder to describe but like to be awake to that core self feels so important to like and get scary into too yeah really <laughs> terrifying scary. it's so scary yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so much easier to identify as like an Aquarius or like yeah like like my manic depression etc mm-hmm. and you know my my gender and you know it's really easy to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what I'm trying to say, but yeah, what I'm saying, I'm just trying to say that, yeah, it's hard to get to your core self, your identity, or not yourself without identity, without mm-hmm. clinging to uh, labels or categories or anything like that. Yeah. But I am grateful that I can you know, identify as, like, a Carrie Bradshaw, you know? <laughs> <laughs> there are identities that we make for ourselves that are super yeah. important, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. I don't know who I'd be without uh, these o- the online quizzes, you know? <laughs> I do love those. They're great. They're really good for procrastinating, too. I love the BuzzFeed ones that are, like, so off the wall where it's, like, pick, like, five cupcake toppings Mm -hmm. and we'll tell you, like, you know, the gender of, like, your third child. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I want to know that. Tell me. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to – that's going to be my next procrastination activity, probably. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I feel like we've covered – a lot. Yeah. Is there anything else? Gratitude. Animals I don't know. Buddhism, wedding. I loved talking about ego death. I feel like that's such a such a yeah, place no, where I end cool, up. No, it's really cool. So you've taken like LSD and other, yeah. Do you end up at an ego death when you like hit whatever 
It yeah, is I mean, I don't know if it's like ego death or like ego joining. Like I feel, mm. I think like you were saying, like I feel super connected to nature. I feel super connected mm-hmm. to the universe. I feel like I'm like crying. I'm like, oh, I love my friend so much. You know, yeah. like like uh-huh. I like become a vegetarian or like vegan. Like yeah. whenever I do like any kind of hallucinogen, I cannot eat meat for like days after. I'm always like, I can't stand the feeling of chewing on flesh. And yeah. I'm like, why do you have to say that? I'm like... <laughs> But also, I just want to note that it's possible to get to this um, realization and, like, uh, level of thinking without drugs, too. You know, nature is beautiful. The universe Mm -hmm. is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Before I started believing in the universe, I didn't believe in anything. I, You know, this is brand new for me. So that's why I was super excited to read your essay. I was like, you know about this, too. (laughs) It's a it's. It's incredible. It's like a religion of of its own or something. Yeah. It's interesting because I don't believe in God and like mm-hmm. I wish I did. Me too. I don't know. Like I really wish I did. I really Me wish too. I believed in heaven or something. I just don't. Me too. I, I don't. I have tried. I've tried like my whole life. Basically. Like I want it so bad. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I'm but so I just, jealous I can't, of people I can't who can. Get there. I can't get I there. Same. Um, that was another reason I had trouble with um, AA because mm-hmm. I just like I couldn't get past the whatever higher power or just, I don't know, maybe I'm just too much of a narcissist now. I'm like, I don't know. Like I make my own decisions, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I believe in spirits. I believe in ghosts. I believe in like energetic vibrations. Like yeah. these are all things that I've sensed that I felt. Like mm-hmm. my the house that I lived in in college was defo haunted. Really, um, and like I had like an experience, and then like someone who used to live in the house came over and was like, "Oh, like yeah, like the bathroom's haunted." And I was like, "The bathroom is so haunted." You're right. I'm jealous <laughs> of that. I've never been attuned to that kind of energy. I'm mm. really jealous of people who are. I'm really into crystals. Mm-hmm. And I and I know and recognize that each crystal has a different energy, but I still I'm I'm I f- I force myself to like try to feel the different energies, but I still am. Yeah, I'm jealous that mm-hmm. you can do that too. It's hard. It, it is. It is hard. It's it's not like I think I felt I've felt it more at different times than others, but I return to that like memory of like that house that I lived in because I lived with a ghost for like two years um and it was really chill once I like acknowledged it and gave it space and like the fact that someone came and was like oh yeah I'll corroborate this story like yeah that's awesome like like, we have had this experience no that's really cool was it scary at first um so there were two ghosts there was like a really chill super old one in my room that like didn't really do anything it was like kind of like a little wisp like it wasn't really there um and then there was a really gnarly one in the bathroom that like um was more recent and like felt really fresh and like I had first met it when I was taking a nap outside of the bathroom like my head was like pointing towards it um Uh my room was being painted so like maybe like the paint fumes had a little bit to do with it but I definitely (laughs) like felt the ghost and like I had like a really involved sort of like sleep paralysis with Holy. it I mean, where I was just like okay this is like a super intense ghost like in this bathroom like in this space and I realized like I just had to like respect it and give it space and like take care of the bathroom and like when it was mad at me it would like clog the drain 
oh or like God. clog the toilet. But then like, if I was like, if I was just like apologize to it, then it would be fine. Yeah. That's um, a good way to get like roommates to keep things clean too. Honestly, like, yeah. I might have to use that as, <laughs> as incentive. Yeah. The, the ghost in the shower <laughs> is going to get mad at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was like, yeah, I was like, it was like real. Um, I believe sure. you. I yeah. believe you. I just have never, I've never, I haven't had that kind of experience and I hope to have one sometime. I hope mm-hmm. it's not too scary. Yeah. But, it might be like super chill. Like sometimes it's just like a really like, like an old and, you know, present feeling, but it's like, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's like benevolent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could talk to dead people. Like that's a thing that some people can do. Right? Yeah. I guess I, I've never wished that actually. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I lost my brother and sometimes I, I feel like I want to mm. just like, you know, have like a convo, mm-hmm. but also I guess I don't need to. You you made me think of something that my therapist told me that was a shout out to my therapist by the way. Um <laughs> but I I I lost a friend um this summer. I'm sorry to hear that. And I uh it's it's okay. It was it was he was like um pretty sick. Uh he had like brain cancer, so it was like everyone's like kind of prepared for the moment. Um mm-hmm. and I think like he first and foremost was like really great about like just being a super present and like loving person and like was totally prepared I think um, yeah. but yeah um <laughs> but my therapist was like oh by the way like if you feel like you have anything you want to say like spirits can move anywhere at all times so like you can just call them up and talk to them and they'll be right there like listening I want your therapist oh my God. <laughs> so now I'm gonna tell you this that like spirits <laughs> are around us all the time they can move um, to wherever you are like within like just the speed of thought I'm like getting emotional um I and love you can, this brand and you can of just, magical you can thinking. just talk to them like they're here like they don't have to go like they don't have to take the train it's like they can just come right to you and like listen and you That's can talk really to them cool. whenever you want That's so really I got cool. I got a lot of solace out of that yeah, yeah, I'm gonna try hard to believe in that one because yeah. it's nice. It's a it's a good one. We can just go over. I think that was like the thing that made it feel real to me was when when she was just like, "Oh yeah, they they just go wherever." I was like, "Cool." <laughs> no, that's really cool, and yeah. she's a therapist, so she knows what she's talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm such a. I'm so immature. I'm like a author. If an authority figure is like saying something is true, then it's definitely true. Yeah. Then it's been hard for me to get out of that mindset my whole life. Mm. But, um, God, I hate authority. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, I feel like this has been a good pod. Yeah. We've talked about a lot of stuff. Yay. Yeah. I like the ghost stuff a lot. Yeah. Maybe we should do another episode. We can talk about ghosts. Or maybe yeah. maybe you can find someone who like really like talks to. I, I actually know this person who is um, apparently one of the or like the best medium in New York State, and he charges like six hundred dollars an hour. Oh wow! So I don't know how much he would charge me to podcast with him, but mm. <laughs> but yeah, that is a good topic. It's something I I think about like. Does it disturb them, mm. the dead? Or, like, do they want to talk to you? I don't know. 
There's a lot to go over with that. Mm. I'm afraid of dying, too. Oh, me too. Like, (laughs) so afraid. Yeah. I didn't used to be afraid when I was young, but something happened and now I'm, like, super afraid. Yeah. Well, let's not think about that too much. Let's be (laughs) grateful for... Another day on on, on Thursday. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Well, Larissa, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, This is a weird, weird year. It is. It's really strange, but I am I am really grateful for this conversation. I'm so glad that you me too. Me like, too. This messaged has me been out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so oh. much for your candor and like I don't know, holding so many things in this chat. Oh. Well, thank you, Larissa. I you're so articulate and wonderful and oh. sweet. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm gonna stop recording. Goodbye. Thank you for listening.